Episode of the Cover Zero podcast, the show where I cover the least in the best way possible. I'm your host, Jason Wells, and week nine is in the books, and oh, how, how the mighty have fallen. The Bills, who have been number one in my power rankings since week one, finally lost. They lost to the Jets, which is crazy. That Jets defense has looked really good, but we'll talk more about that. My guest this week, of course, I had to have Keegan on. Uh, he didn't bring it up, so I'm going to right now, but both times Keegan has been on the podcast, uh, both times the Bills have lost, so he might not come on for the playoffs, which understandably at this point, but yep, so we have Keegan on and we have Cameron on who got off a bye, so not really much to talk about for the Niners wise, but uh, yep, so we're going to recap week nine. And do the Pick'em Contest again. Keegan beat me last time, so hopefully I can do it. But yeah, let's just get right into it with the recap with Cameron and Keeg. I'd now like to welcome back on two guests. This is, uh, let me see, who do I want to start with? I'll start with Cam. Cam, third time being on now, leading the count. But uh, you had a bye week, so really not much to talk to you about. It was great. My team didn't lose. That's 500 record. They're doing great. Yep. <laughs> and next, uh, team fell from fell from a high spot that they've been riding all season. They've been number one in the power rankings for me anyways, up until now. Keeg, how are you doing? Bills don't look great right now. Josh Allen, also hurt, but you know. Uh, if you hear about a car in the canal in the coming days, don't question it. <laughs> Yeah, that's honestly, that's fair enough. And we'll get to that game, but let's start, like always, with the game we watched last night. Ravens 23, Saints 13. Uh, I went to bed at halftime. I was very okay to go to bed at halftime and seeing this final score, I'm happy it did. Uh, What I did see, though, that Ravens defense looked really fucking good. And Roquan Smith, even though he was wearing a dumb single digit, or what's his number, 18? 18. Yeah, that's even worse. I was going to say single digit. I was like, no, that's not bad. But no, number 18, Roquan Smith. That defense is looking good. If the Ravens offense could get healthy, take another level. Yeah. Well, it's good with Roquan because he allows like the Ravens to just really focus on their pass rush now because he's back there and he can get everything at that second level a lot better than they had before. So now they can just unleash Justin Houston and Tyus Bowser and that other kid they have coming in, Ojabo, once he gets there, it's, and they're just going to be able to target. Yeah, that's who I first forgetting. Yeah. yeah. So it wasn't just like little off ball, go like right across the field, so athletic. Maybe it mm-hmm. takes a bit of pressure off their DBs too, have been a bit questionable. But having yeah. Kyle Hamilton back there, still super young. So he'll figure it out like the Ravens always do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that offense, like Lamar threw it 22 times and no one had more than two receptions, mm-hmm. but also no Mark Andrews and no Rashad Bateman. So they were pretty banged up, but they found a way. And that, that's the thing the three of us like texted like yesterday during the game and said, I don't know why they don't use likely and Andrews more. 
that seemed like a logical thing at the start of the season. And it took Andrews getting hurt for him to actually get used. But yeah. that's, that's what was successful when, and back in that 29 season, when he won his MVP was the two tight end sets with Andrews and Hurst who mm-hmm. run the shit out of the football. Yeah. Could be, could be a dangerous Ravens team. And likely looks a lot better than Hayden Hurst has ever looked. So that's, that's very true. Uh, <laughs> The Saints, on the other hand, I don't know why they don't go back to Jameis. Like, Andy Dalton sucks. At least Jameis's sucks, but he's fun sucks. Give you a little something. I don't know. It's just not working. That team's in trouble moving forward, man. That, that team is in big trouble moving forward. Having your best player be an aging running back that they just abuse with all the time. No quarterback. Mm-hmm. No picks. Like, one good receiver. Although he's he's it's his first year, he's very good. But like, what are they going to build around, man? And they're two two of their better defenders are also on the wrong side of thirty. Mm-hmm. That is not a good outlook for that team going forward. But thankfully for them, they were in a brutal division. Yeah, yeah the the Saints are still right in it somehow. Yeah, like looking forward, I mean, they don't have their first round pick. And that's looking like it's going to be easily a top 10 pick right now. So I, there's not much to really talk about with the saints. It's they're on the downfall and it's going to be a tremendous downfall from what it looks like. Yeah. Uh, Knew it from the beginning. Yeah. (laughs) That, that, fuck you. That's that victory though. Absolutely. (laughs) So going all the way back to last Thursday night, Eagles 29, Texans 17. This was one of the games where I thought I was going to be able to go to bed at half. Uh, It was close at one point. Didn't really end that way, but Eagles pulled through as they always do. Yeah, I mean, Texans showed a little spark at the beginning, but uh, eventually that Eagles run game, just you just get worn down and you break, especially when you don't have as much talent as Houston does. Not a, yeah. Everyone knew this Texans team was bad. They're not like embarrassingly bad, but they're just not good outside of Damian Pierce. Like Davis Mills isn't good. Like he'll be yeah, a like, backup for they the have like a few year. like decent young guys, but it's not much. And also Brandon Cooks was sitting out because he wanted to be traded at the trade deadline after yeah. signing a big extension this offseason. So you know that makes sense, but uh, just like every athlete just fucking complain what you sign up for. Yeah. <laughs> An NFL player being a diva? No. Especially That's... a receiver, eh? No. <laughs> uh, yeah, we don't have to really talk. Like, the Eagles did exactly what they needed to do. I do have a stat, though. Uh, the Eagles have 133 second quarter points. That's more than five NFL teams this season. Name the five. Hmm. Colts? Yep. One. Titans? Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. One should be obvious. Giants? No. No, they're mm. a good team, Cameron. Come on. Well. All right. Well, since this isn't really good podcasting, uh... <laughs> there's so many bad teams, man. Yeah. I could just name the entire NFL. Uh, the Broncos, the Rams, and the Steelers. Mm. The Rams is the yeah, shock. Now that you say it, it's pretty obvious. Yes, but I don't think you guys would have gotten Rams, though. 
I was thinking Probably about not. it. I'm like, oh, maybe they had one game where they scored some points, but I guess nah. I also played San Fran twice. So, <laughs> uh, all right, we'll move on to the Sunday slate with the one o'clock games. Vikings twenty, Commander seventeen. Like the Vikings are seven and one. This is not a seven and one type of team. They haven't dominated any games really. Like this game was this close to being a Vikings loss. Mm-hmm to a not very good commander's team. I'm pretty sure all their wins except for one are one score games. Exactly. It's kind of weird though, because it's like they deserve it after last year almost, where they lost almost all their one score games. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's definitely not going to be sustainable. And they definitely look like a little bit of frauds for the tier that most people think they're in right now. Yeah. But they are still a very good team, in my opinion. They are a good team, but the record's kind of misleading. Like, like with the one score games, they're due for some sort of regression down the line. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's also the fact that Kirk Cousins is their quarterback. Like there's just nothing that's ever going to scare you because you know he's going to screw it up at some point. Yep. And that's, that's, I mean, fuck, if we're talking about Kirk Cousins, you guys obviously saw the video of him with his shirt off on the plane. Love it. He's a cool guy. I, I, yeah, I didn't realize he was fucking that shredded. I just thought he was kind of like a milk bag type of body, like dude from the Midwest, but it, it surprised me. You know, way he cooks those steaks, man, he's just better be shredded. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then the, the commanders, I think Taylor Heineke might be able to play in the league for a decade now. Like that, that's the only note I have. He's fun to watch. Yeah, he's going to carve himself a nice role. Like, just keep doing what you're doing. You'll just be bouncing around the league from team to team. Maybe a yeah. stopgap for a bad team, like when they don't have a quarterback, when they're tanking for one. The Colts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Never know, right, if they're not yeah. far enough. But, yeah, like, he could be the new Fitzmagic. I think that, like, that role was saved for Gardner Minshew, but since he hasn't needed to play at all because the – Hurts is so good. I think it's Taylor Heineke's mantle now to be the new Ryan Fitzpatrick. So he's fun. Fucking that Dotson catch was nuts with the ref that got involved. Yeah. I think that was Curtis Samuel, not Dotson, but yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Samuel, my bad. But yeah, Yeah. that was. I mean, what I don't even know what Heineke's thinking throwing the ball to one guy surrounded by four Vikings and it works for him. So if that's not Fitz magic, I don't know what it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll move on. Next game. Uh, Panthers 21, Bengals 42. Uh, this was an absolute shit kicking from the Bengals from the opening snap. Uh, Joe Mixon went off. He had five touchdowns. That's the story of the game. Yeah, pretty much. As soon as like this was on red zone for like five minutes. And every single minute was just another Joe Mixon touchdown. Like, did you hear anything on the Panther side of the ball from this game? Like, was it like maybe Baker came in the game? That was pretty much it. That, that was yeah. Like, there was nothing to take away from that Carolina side. But no. Maybe the Bengals find a way to win without Jamar. No, probably not going to get five touchdowns from Joe Mixon every game. But and you're not going to play the on the right track, game. but. We say this every other week with them. Yeah. Just got to find a way to win. Yeah. That's all that matters at the end of the day. Uh, 
but yeah, it looks like Baker Mayfield is going to be the starting quarterback going forward for the Panthers. So interesting yeah. thing though, they, they did activate Sam Darnold this week and Wilkes said that he will play. So I don't think he's going to start, but I think it's going to be like a carousel. Well, that might, that might change things for the pick later on, but uh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. But Next game up on the list. Uh, this is the game that I'm looking forward to talking about the most this week. Uh, Bills 17, Jets 20. We're going to mm-hmm. start with the Jets. They are the winning football team here. So uh, that Jets defense is fucking great. Well, like what's built in there, like fantastic. And Sauce is like a top five corner already. Sauce is incredible. Yeah, like that whole – that defensive line – can just ruin a game, which is pretty much what they were doing. Once they realized they were getting pressure with four and then just mm-hmm. sitting back with two fairly new DBs, right, with Sauce and DJ Reed. Like that's, mm-hmm. a, that's a good defense, man. But and, put- and DJ Reed's a pretty solid second corner too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, no, I like the Jets a lot. Um, it's cool because, like, Sauce can literally eliminate half the field with his coverage skills at this point. Yeah. You know what I mean? What like what happened? Like he was he was on Diggs for the first drive and Diggs caught him, but it's pretty hard. You're a rookie covering one of the best receivers in the game. So I they, have, flipped, they flipped him to the other side. Yeah. I have a list of who Sauce has covered this season. So Amari Cooper, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, Terry Kill, Jalen Waddle. Portland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Stephon Diggs, Gabe, Gabe Davis. Total catches versus man coverage, four for 28 yards. That's just how good he's been this year. Also, thank you to Brett Coleman for giving me that stat on Twitter. Yeah, it's pretty good. He, oh, pretty much, good. Like, he neutralized Gabe Davis that entire game. So yep. mm-hmm. Allen's second read was completely gone. Like it was, it was, look, find Diggs, scramble. That was, yeah, play, yeah. That was play number two. Yeah, yeah. So, well, especially when the pass rush is, especially when the pass rush is that disruptive too. Like you go through two uh, two reads and the pass rush is on you at that point. Yeah. So also, yeah. one last one last note for the Jets. Uh, I think this was probably Zach Zach Wilson's best game of his career. That's not saying a whole lot, but he wasn't terrible, which is what they kind of need. He was fine. So mm-hmm. good for Zach Wilson for not being a complete idiot this week. Yeah, they definitely limited him, like, for him throwing. They yeah. definitely didn't want him to throw downfield or even test anything. Just keep it short, hand it off. Just make sure Zach Wilson's not throwing the ball is the key to the Jets' success. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Salah knows that style very well from his time in San Francisco, too, so it's okay. Ain't that a fact. Uh, <laughs> He's used but... to sex-deviant quarterbacks. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, let's let's talk about the Bills now. Uh, does Josh Allen need more help on offense? If we're really being honest. Well, I was thinking about this. Where would you rank the Bills skill group among like the rest of the league? So I asked a question to one of my other group chats, whose offensive like skill group or just position group outside quarterback? would you rather have fully healthy the chargers or the bills 
Chu automatically said the Bills, and Tommy, who is the Chargers fan, said he would take the Chargers. I think Chargers beat them in offensive line, running mm-hmm. back. Keenan Allen and Mike Will are still great, and Gerald Everett probably equals Dawson Knox. So, yeah. like, I think Diggs is the best receiver out of that group. Yes, by a mile. But, like, Eckler just wipes anybody else in our backfield. And then having Williams and Allen is more dangerous than Diggs and Davis. Yes. Yeah, I mean, you guys could definitely benefit from potentially signing, like, an OBJ or something like that. But I think it's more just a philosophical change you need to make. And I know we've beaten this to, like, this horse all week with you, Keeg. But, uh, you know, like I've said before, I don't think Josh Allen – should be it forced to be Superman for 17 weeks going into the playoffs. So the one thing though, and you know, maybe this is just me being an optimist, but this, if Alan does say miss say a month here, I think it could actually benefit you guys in the long run, you know, having to spend a month, having to learn how to win without Josh Allen on the field could be really beneficial. And then you guys have built enough of a cushion that you should still comfortably make the playoffs once he comes back for the last five, six weeks. Yeah, they definitely, like, starting, like, just the game against the Jets, they started expanding James Cook's role more. Like, he's been a mm-hmm. lot more involved with the offense lately and adding Naheem Himes as well. So if Case Keenum has to go in, like, that's really going to help him just with, like, mm-hmm. five-yard dump-offs and guys like that. So we'll see. Maybe definitely the Jets game had to be a wake-up call for how they played because that just – they kind of ruined their – the whole day offensively yeah what's so, your schedule coming up they got the vikings next i believe i think like the, the uh, who's next i don't know maybe like the patriots and like uh the lions bears okay so, so i mean not the hardest schedule if you are going to try and try some new things yeah yeah, like if if Bills can survive going two and two, if Allen is out for a month, like has anything actually been said? Or is he yeah. just like they're keeping it super? Yeah, okay. They're keeping it tight to the chest. So here are the next four games. So they're at home to Minnesota, at home to Cleveland. Then they play the Thanksgiving game at Detroit. And then they're at New England on Thursday Night Football. Okay. Is, that, is that game against Watson? No. no. No? Okay, so that's the last week before he comes back then. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good then. Uh, that's enough Bills talk, though. That was enough. That was a good amount. We're just about Sorry the week, though. Oh, yeah. Uh, next game up. Uh, we're weirdly going to talk about the Colts too much in this, but Colts 3, Pats 26. We'll start with the Patriots. They just love beating up on bad teams. It's kind of as simple as that. Um, I have a stat for them here. So since Tom Brady has left, the Pats have won 21 games. They are 16 and five uh, versus or those games. Oh, Jesus Christ. I, this stat is, <laughs> I wrote this down here. Okay. They have 21 wins. 16 of those five wins have come against 500 teams or, or below. So, that's what they do. They're, they play good defense. And what, they, they, what? No, I was going to say they're doing what they have to do against the bad teams. They just don't have the talent to keep up with the good teams. Yeah. It's, like if Brady was still there, it would be 
they'd still yeah. be good. Yeah, probably. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, that's what happens when you lose Tom Brady. Like every when you go from Tom Brady to McCorkle Jones, like it's, <laughs> that's a steep drop off, man. <laughs> but honestly, we don't have to talk about the Pats. They did what they were supposed to do. Uh, the Colts, though, the Colts are arguably one of the worst teams in football right now. They're definitely bottom five. Uh, they fired Frank Reich and hired Jeff Saturday, who his last coaching experience, he went three and seven in high school in 2020. So <laughs> the fact that they got a guy who has no actual coaching experience and was in the media, wasn't even a part of the team. And he's the head coach. Way to go. I think Ursay saw that record and then he's like, yep, yeah, that's what we need for CJ Shroud. We need that right there. Yeah, that and it just seems like the Colts are going for a full cultural reset. You know, yeah, they're, yeah. I don't think they're that far away, but they definitely need to change up the leadership core and really, you know, modernize their game as well. Well, Ballard built a great team when they had luck. Yeah. That just yeah. threw everything into a spiral. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if he gets the time to actually like build this again, like I think they could do something, but. Until you get a quarterback, it's all moot. And a coach, but yeah. Yeah. And I, I think they, they just named the play caller. I forget his name, but he he's a 30-year-old, and he was the assistant quarterback's coach. So he's going to be the one calling plays on Sunday for them. So we got this guy. We got Sam Ellinger and then Dion Jackson. Actually, no, didn't he get hurt, or was he fine for the rest of that game? Either way. I don't think he came back, but I don't think it was super serious. Either way, he sucks, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> uh, he had six different ball carriers that game. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, None of them tough, are good. Yeah. <laughs> tough sledding ahead for the Colts. They'll end up with a top five pick. That's kind of the only hope you have at this point. Uh, next game, though, Raiders 20, Jags 27. Start with the Jags. Watching Trevor Lawrence week to week is a roller coaster. Like this game, he looked every part of the generational talent people talk about. Like he ran the ball well. I think he only had five incompletions. Like, and again, this Raiders defense isn't very good, but not many quarterbacks can still go a whole game with five incompletions. He's got a decent skill like group as well. Mm-hmm. Like, Kirk, Marvin Jones, ETN, Evan Ingram as well. Like, that's not a bad group. And they're having adding Kelvin Ridley next year. Mm-hmm. Next year's offense is going to be fun next year. It, well, it should be. People said it was going to be fun this year. Wow. I mean, it's they're fun. Three and six. And we say this every year about the Jaguars. <laughs> Lawrence has been getting like slowly better and better though like it's like you said jason it's a roller coaster but he's his lows that he's hitting now aren't as low as the lows he was hitting last season and early this season yeah you know like overall he's still trending upwards uh but he's a young quarterback who really hasn't had much support until this year so you know i think i still believe in him i still think he's gonna be i don't think he'll be like a superstar but i definitely think he could be that top 10 quarterback in the league someday you don't think Trevor Lawrence is going to be a superstar if we were to make a bet right now? Like, I don't think he's going to be talked about like Allen and Mahomes is right now. Interesting. 
that's that's something to clip and put away in the bank for later. But uh, but like he'll he'll be in that next tier down. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's fair. So like he won't be elite, but he'll be a superstar because that's how I have my rankings, anyways. I think he's going to be a superstar because of his name, maybe. But like the on-field talent, I'd probably put him like in that around where you know Kyler Murray is right now, where it's oh, like. It, his name his name is bigger than his fucking talent yeah well the media does love tall white guys who can throw the ball far so yeah. probably will be a superstar uh the raiders though this is the third time they've blown a 17 nothing lead this season uh they only did that five times from 1960 to 2021 so josh mcdaniels is just a shitty head coach here yeah (laughs) he should be a one and done it's looking like it Raiders are a team I think they should burn it down at this point honestly it's it's tough and I mean it looked like Carr and Adams were getting that connection and then that just went away in the second half but Adams must be fucking pissed that he left Green Bay and this is how He's getting sure, yeah. How his QB is performing now? This is another team with a great skill group as well. Mm-hmm. Yep, Adams, Renfro, Jacobs, and Darren Waller. Whenever he plays, also Dolphins, Dolphins legend Matt Collins. <laughs> like even Foster Moreau is not like a bad second tight end to have. I really like Foster Moreau, and when we do an off-season show because he's a free agent, I wouldn't mind him coming in because there's no way we bring back. Bring back Mike Gusecki. Mm-hmm. Nobody's talking about Derek Carr. I guess nobody really cares about him. Like, no. does we care about for Derek Carr? No. Yeah. But uh, that's just it, right? They have so much talent, but why aren't they winning? Yeah. And I guess uh, last note for the Raiders, they did cut former first-round pick Jonathan Abram. So uh, if you're counting from home, I think that's – Okay, so Damon Arnett. Uh, Jonathan Abram, Henry Ruggs. Was Leatherwood a first-round pick? Yeah. Yep. Is he still there? No, he's on the Bears no, He's now. good. Yeah, that's four first-round picks in three drafts that are now gone. And it's funny because I think Leatherwood's actually half-decent for the Bears, too. Doesn't shock me. Oh, fucking yeah. Such a big deal. Uh, we'll move on, though, to the – well – the highest scoring game of the weekend, unless I'm forgetting something, but Dolphins 35, Bears 32. Uh, the Dolphins would be the one seed in the AFC if Tua doesn't get hurt. Tell me I'm wrong. Mm. Yeah, you can't tell me I'm wrong. That was great. Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, who'd you guys play when he was out? Uh, Bengals, Jets, and Vikings. And all of those games were relatively close until the Jets game when they blew us out, but we were only down by like 10, but still. It'd be close, but yeah. Like, I think we'd have seven wins and that puts us. That'd put you first. Exactly. Like you can't tell me we don't get one of those wins if two is in. I think we could be undefeated if Tua was still healthy. If some butts were candy and nuts, we'll all have a Merry Christmas. But 
don't know. You like that? Your offense is very good, though. It's so yeah. fun to watch. Really? I love it so much. I miss Mike McDaniel. Even though Shanahan's great, I miss Mike McDaniel. Yeah. He's just like, I mean, like, even that sideline clip of when Fields, who gashed us the entire game, and Fieldler, and uh, and Mike McDaniel goes right up to him and just looks at him and be like, hey, stop running on us. Like, that's funny. Not a lot of coaches do that. Like, he's a yeah. character. It's, you can tell it's resonating with the guys on the team. The team definitely bought in. Oh, that's yeah. That's a big thing. Uh, helps when you're winning, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So- when you're finding when you're getting ways to win, but 32 points against the Bears. I know Fields ran for a lot, but I find this every week that the the Dolphins are in a shootout. They're always gunning, gunning, gunning. And Our like, defense fucking sucks. That's what I Offense can score, but and like this defense is, is not like, scaring anybody. Yeah, like Fields completely gashed us. He had 178 yards on the ground, which is a record that beat Michael Vick's record. Technically second if you count playoffs, because I think Kaepernick had 181 versus that game against the Packers all those years ago. So, uh, but yeah, like we don't have any good linebackers on our team. Like if we have someone who's like, okay, I don't think Justin Fields gets 178 yards. Yeah, probably not. Like, and it is what it is. And I think that once... I mean, I don't know if Byron Jones is ever actually going to come back. Is But if he does come back and then that front four gets going with Chubb and Phillips and Wilkins and Siler, it should gel. But, I mean, fuck, if the offense is scoring 30-plus a game, it doesn't really matter. If only you guys had a really good defensive coach you could lean on for building that defense back up. Yeah, fuck that's i think you used to be a linebacker coach too if i'm not mistaken yeah, right from the what patriots happened? family what happened god <laughs> we fired his ass like as a bump uh, <laughs> but uh yeah we'll talk about a little bit about the bears uh do you guys think that justin fields is the guy for the bears like if you were to say yeah he's gonna be their franchise starter in like five years he's looking promising with his legs so, like, 123 yards on 17 completions. Three touchdown passes, though. Mm-hmm. I think if they get another I, weapon, give him another yeah. offseason, his third year. That's what we're seeing with all these young quarterbacks when they come into their third year. Mm-hmm. That's, like, the, yeah. the do-or-die year, pretty much. I think at this point, you can build around him, but I'm still not sold on necessarily extending him yet, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, yeah I mean, I think that – the Bears are going to have a ton of cap and they're going to have to build an offensive line for him because those running backs and Claypool and Mooney isn't bad. They need a wide receiver one and we'll probably find mm-hmm. that. But uh, like he could have a Jalen Hurts type jump. He's a very similar player anyways. Might even be a little bit yeah. faster than Jalen Hurts if we're being honest. But if he can just learn how to throw a football, because that was my whole thing with Hurts is he just couldn't throw a football well. And now it seems like he can. So, I guess I like the main problem with Fields too. It was always like he was locked in on his first read. Mm-hmm. But like, well, I guess he only had Mooney. He only had Mooney forever. Exactly. Yeah. Komet's starting to show up. He's been. He's been they needed true number one. Number two, the last two weeks. Yeah, they needed true number one though. Yeah. 
They do. Well, most young QBs really take off once they get that true wide receiver one, right? Yeah. Uh, next game, though, uh, the worst game of the afternoon. Packers 9, Lions 15. Uh, Dan Campbell is 2-1 and one against the Packers, which is kind of nuts considering how bad they were last year. But this is at least a win that he can – he can build around anyways. It's like, yeah, I beat Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Like they're not very good, but neither are the lions. So I think yeah. it helps. Battle of the mid. I don't know. I don't know if it does anything <laughs> except for good press conference quotes. That's just, I don't know. I'm just not a Dan Campbell guy either. So. Yeah, that's fair. At what point does Dan Campbell's message go stale in the room though? That's really it. Like, I think if he gets, like, four to five wins and shows that, like, because it's, like, there's talent on the team, but overall, it's just not, a, like, like Jared Goff has to go. Uh, they need Jameson Williams to come back so him and Amon Ra can, like, really go off. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, Swift is great. Jamal Williams is great. That defense literally has no one. I know Hutchinson had a pick in this game, which was hilarious, but... Uh, and I just threw it right to him. Yeah. I and honestly, going on that defense, like, how do you yeah, score and, nine points against that defense? Yeah. And like, let's let's talk about the Packers because Rogers was terrible. He had uh, three picks inside the twenty-five. Like from mm. someone who doesn't throw interceptions ever, like his touchdown to interception ratio on his career is absolutely nuts. I think this is the most Pixies thrown, at least in the last five years. Mm-hmm. It's, our, it's, it's midway through the season. His TD to interception ratio was two to one. I think his career was like four to one. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Yeah. Well, it's funny too. I don't know if you guys saw this, but yeah, Rogers did his every week McAfee show today. And he didn't give the Lions any credit for that win either. Of course. He, he said that he said that he felt like the Lions didn't stop them, that they stopped themselves. But it's like, you get three picks in the red zone, that defense showed up to play. Yeah. And like, fuck, he threw it right off a Lions defender helmet, and it went right up in the air to the Lions safety. Like, don't do stupid shit like that, and maybe you'd win the game. But, uh, and him and Matt LaFleur really need to figure something out, because... There's going to be yeah. a big change in the off season if they're if they miss the playoffs, and it looks like they're going to be missing the playoffs, hundred percent. I think there should be a change, probably regardless. I don't think there's any relationship there between coach and QB. And, and it's like, if you don't have that, then you're not going to be winning too many games. Even if they can sneak in by some miracle, yeah. it's like long term. That's still not the answer. You need somebody that Rogers can at least get along with, for better or thing. worse. And, like, that's the thing, too, where I, like, Rodgers is going to be here for two years. That's how much, like, that's when the dead money comes off his contract because it was a three-year deal. Mm-hmm. Like, do you go all in on Rodgers for one season, get a coach that he wants to work with, find something, or do you say, hey, who, who wants to trade for Aaron Rodgers for one, like, a one-rental season? I think you go all in. You have to go all in. I don't think you have a choice. I think so too. I don't think Matt Lafleur is a good enough coach to really his job over 
Aaron Rodgers, future Hall of Famer. Fucking... No. He just came off back-to-back MVPs. Like, I, yeah. I refuse to believe he's this bad. Like, maybe it's just kind of thrown in the towel for this season. Doesn't have a receiver. And, which would be peak Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And at the end of the day, too, it's like, what's the downside for the Packers doing this? You know what I mean? You give Rodgers everything you want. If it works, great. You're a great team again. If it doesn't, you can sit back and say, well, we gave Rodgers everything you want. This isn't on us. Yeah, because they're going to be rebuilding in two years anyways. So, exactly. But uh, next game, though, uh, Chargers 20, Falcons 17. This is just two teams who find ways to lose miraculously. And the Chargers just ended up being the team to win today or Sunday. <laughs> it was great. Like, oh, man. Yeah. Like, That's those, cool it really is to that game. Like, yeah. Like, Justin Herbert threw the ball like 50 something times for 240 yards. Mm-hmm. Austin Eckler almost had that really cool run that got taken away because his elbow hit. But yeah. This is a nothing game. I got nothing on this game. No. I, I saw was the game-winning field goal. Like there were, there were, I got two, nothing. There were two fumbles that I'm gonna point out. So there was the Khalil Mack fumble where he literally just ripped it out of Drake London's hands. Mm-hmm. I thought that was gonna be a touchdown. I thought Khalil Mack was still way faster than that. But either way, that, <laughs> that was hilarious to watch in real time. And then uh, Eckler fumbled the ball. A Falcons player picked it up. It looked like it was going to be a scoop and score or at least the Falcons to win the game. And then he just dropped the ball running. And the Chargers picked it up and then they went down and kicked the field goal. And that's why he's on defense. <laughs> yep. That's it. But yeah, this was, it was just not a good game. There was not a whole lot to really talk about. Uh, so we'll move on. Uh, go to the afternoon slate. There was only two of them this week, but Seahawks 31, Cardinals 21. I think we have to really start taking the Seahawks kind of seriously. Like the Cardinals suck, but like they're consistently doing very good things. And Geno Smith hasn't fallen off. They're arguably a top five team in the conference. It's nuts. Actually, I don't even think there's much argument there. I think the team is totally bought in on their identity. Yeah. And they're a power run team. Gino just has to play the play action and make the easy throws. And he's doing it and he's killing it. Like they've got elite weapons, a superstar running back. They nailed their left tackle pick. So their O line has really stabilized. Like, I don't know. Like that offense is great. And their defense is also stepping up in a huge way. Like Pete Carroll's coaching his ass off this year. Well, that's the thing, and we're talking about Sauce Gardner. Tariq Woolen is right up there with him. He's been fantastic. He's literally – I think he's close to, like, a Richard Sherman type of, like, clone. I don't think Sherman was ever that fast. No, but I don't think – no, yeah, not one quarter. Was one runs, like, 4-3, like, low 4-3, right? Or maybe 4-2. Yeah, yeah. Either way, he's a fucking specimen. Like, he's so good. I think the other young card they have, too, was Sauce's teammate. At Cincinnati, and that was Kobe Bryant. Yep. Kobe Bryant, yeah. So, so maybe something in the water over there at that uh, Cincinnati school for Cameron's guy, mm-hmm. Desmond Ritter. Get him in. <laughs> Falcons would win easy. Just saying. Yeah. Maybe nine and zero. Oh. No. <laughs> uh, 
Seahawks are number one in point differential this season at plus 48. If you would have told me that at the start of the season, I would have laughed in your face and called you crazy. So <laughs> great for the Seahawks. The Cardinals, on the other hand, I'm saying it every week. Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kime need to go. They got those five-year extensions. I don't think they make it this offseason. It's that bad. Core of that team is just rotten. Kyler's your quarterback. That's going to happen. See, I don't think I'm as down as you are on Kyler. Like, I think Kyler, he needs a good coach in the next, like, one or two years. Or, like, I think by next season he needs a new coach or else I'm calling him, like, a – He's a cooked product. He's expired at that point. He just seems like he needs needs to be babied. That's what it looks like to me. He needs someone to cater to him. Like kind of what Goff had with McVay when he got there. Yeah. Someone to hold his hand all the way. But Goff doesn't seem like as childish as Kyler Murray. There's a reason the clause was in his contract. Like that's, that's not a bad thing to look for in like a head coach. Like, hey, get me a coach that can actually help me because I don't know it all. Yeah, no, that's fine from the head coaching spot. But when your quarterback's making $46 million. Oh, I know. You got to find a way to win games on your own. They paid him way too early. Because he's still what? He has his fifth year option for next year. Yeah. Yeah. He's in his fourth year, right? So, yeah. yeah. Like, so... Yeah, they locked in that contract very early. And I mean, they needed to because he just would have held out and never played for them again. But ridiculous. But I guess that's, but, what, yeah, happens. I, that's what happens nowadays, anyways. You have no yeah, fucking choice. But I think ownership needs to step up and actually find him a general manager and a coach that want to work with them, or that Kyler wants to work with at least two. Because that's what happens when you have drama at the quarterback position. They're going to call the shots, and that's just kind of what the Cardinals force Cardinals force themselves into. So, it is what it is now for them. Well, he's the top dog there. After like the reports that like kind of had a hissy fit, and after that game, the playoff mm-hmm. game against the Rams. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, hey, he's your guy now. You got to live or die with him. Oh yeah. Well, it's yeah. He needs so much more support that I think people realize to to get to that next level. You know what I mean? Like. He's got to be surrounded by talent or he's not going to be the winning quarterback to me. Like, I, I don't think you people talk about him like he's a top five guy. And it's just like they get fooled by the explosive plays he makes with his legs. He's but like when it comes to traditional ball. quarterback. Yeah, but like when it comes to the traditional like quarterback aspect of the game, I don't really see anything that concerns me if I'm a defensive coordinator. No, not really. There's it's just, just his legs. Play. He's fucking yeah. maybe the quickest player to ever play in the NFL. Yeah. And toddler running out there. But that's why uh, he's still good in college. Mm-hmm. Uh last game of the afternoon slate though. Rams 13, Bucks 16. Whoever made the schedule before the season probably looked at this game. This is gonna be a great 430 game and no one expected both of these teams to just be flat out bad. If we're honest, like if we're really talking, there's a reason yeah, probably, why there's only two 4 p.m. games. This why I stole yeah. the words out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and like that's the thing, like like that game ended with like a vintage like Tom Brady drive, but the Rams went in the prevent defense, and that's why Tom Brady picked them apart because of course that's what he does. If the Rams just kept doing what they did for the other. 
40 or 58 minutes of the game, that game's over. Yep. Oh, yeah. The Rams are probably the most disappointing team this season. Actually, no, the Broncos are still number one, but the Rams are definitely number two. Yeah. Like, absolutely. absolutely. But like, I don't know. Good pieces there for the Bucks. Like, I don't know and how banged like, up their O line is, but yeah. And the wide receivers aren't helping either. I think there was like a, a stat that came up during the game where that was like when Scotty Miller dropped that touchdown pass, it was like the sixth drop of the day from wide receivers. Like, even Mike Evans is dropping the ball like fairly consistently now, which Mike Evans doesn't do that. Yeah. And it's funny, too. I saw a clip today of uh, everybody's favorite national media guy, Nick Wright, talking. And he was saying, like, look at the Bucks' potential playoff schedule. They're, if they win their division, they probably will host – or sorry, they will host a game, probably either against Dallas, maybe the Giants, but probably Dallas. And then they would play Kirk Cousins or Jalen Hurts and then Jimmy G or Geno Smith. Are you taking any of those guys against Tom Brady? It's like this defense is still good too. It's like, not it's, yeah, it just like that offense is just I don't know. It's like it's this cloakal close for the Bucks like being a dominant team. It's just not working right now. So I'm not writing them off by any means. No, I think, I think it's like them, so week in, week out, we're always expecting them to bounce back to that Super Bowl yeah. form. Like we're just yeah. waiting for that one game, and it could. There's happen. too much talent for them to just go the whole year at this mid level. Yeah. It's not like Brady's play has fallen off either. I think the early season distractions he had really took a big impact, oh, and sure. hopefully now that that seems to be calmed down and finalized, he could go back to just being like the superstar quarterback. Yeah, need spider tack on the gloves. That's what they need. <laughs> You need cameras at the other team's practices. That too. <laughs> but uh, last note for that game, uh, Brady became the first player in he, his career to throw for 100,000 yards, season and postseason included. But that's fucking nuts. No one's ever going to break that. So what about uh, Anthony Calvillo in the CFL? I think he had something like yep. that. <laughs> 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 fucking, I haven't heard that name in years. God. I know, a, I know my goat. I know my goat. Yep. <laughs> uh, and finally, Sunday night football. Oh, no, wait. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right, because never mind. Oh, I'm all over the place. Uh, Sunday night football, Titans 17, Kansas City 20. Game went to overtime. It was all Pat Mahomes for the Chiefs. That's literally it. He was their entire. Homes Holmes was doing his Josh Allen impression Sunday night. <laughs> no, that was just a that Titans D showed up. Like, yeah. that's, a, that's a good. I guess Rabel can really get his guys to buy in. Yeah, like they all seem like they're just like him, and Jeffrey Simmons, monster. Yeah, that defense. Mm-hmm. That defense is nuts, and they're arguably without their best best pass rusher, Harold Landry. Yeah, yeah, he's out too. Yeah. Like, Christian Fulton's looking like a really good cover corner mm-hmm. and they have a great mm-hmm. safety in Kevin Byard. So that's a, it's a tough team to play. They're not scary on offense. Not at even all. with Tannehill coming back. Yeah. You just got to learn how to stop Derrick Henry, which I mean, stop arguably the most freakish athlete we've ever seen at the position, but still 
Like, if you stop him and you force Malik Willis or Ryan Tannehill to throw the ball, you shouldn't have any concerns. And you know those who the, their top receiver was? No. Hooper? He was second. Oh. A con quote with one Ooh. reception. One reception for 48 yards. <laughs> Malik Willis had five completions. Oh my god. That's and it. Like that, like, they have nobody though. And like that's the yeah. thing. Like, I think if Tannehill plays that game though, they probably win. Yeah. Probably. So, but uh I don't okay. know if you guys yeah, if you guys saw, but AJ Brown was tweeting during the game, yeah. and that was funny. Like no one can get open. Like yeah, I I fucking love that shit. That's great. But yeah, they the Titans need someone like AJ Brown. Unfortunately, they traded him away. So mm-hmm. for a guy who's not playing for them right now, <laughs> for a guy that and then like AJ uh, AJ Brown, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's fucking smart for but, them. And then you look at the Chiefs. You know, Chiefs just find another way to win. Patrick Mahomes does it again. Yes. Tail is all this time at this point. Yeah. That's not a scary defense, though. No. no. Like five five completions, and that game still went to overtime. But whenever you have Pat Mahomes, it doesn't matter. And he's he's proven to be a winner. Like it's. Trust me, I know. Okay, well, that'll finish off the week. Uh, Cam, you're going to stay on for the pick'em? Okay. Sure. Uh, so, yeah, we'll go straight into the pick'em. As always, loser, $20 to the door charity here in Ottawa. Uh, and, yeah, I guess we'll just get into it. Keegan, as my guest, you'll go first. So, where are we going? Terrible week. It is. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Uh what do I like here? I'll take uh oh my god. <laughs> give me give me the Raiders. Give me the Raiders against Jeff Saturday's Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> What, As we just ripped apart Derek Carr. What's the line? Six and a half. Oh, God. Minus six and a half. Oh, Raiders. That'll, that'll be my fave. Yeah, that's not, I mean, that's, yeah, that's not bad. Like, I, like who knows what's going in the Colts? Like, that offense might not, like, it might get 50 yards total. So, yeah. the Raiders have to do something. Anyway. But this is, a, like, the Raiders team that's been up in a lot of games and just found ways to blow it. Mm-hmm. I don't think Sam Ellinger is going to find a way to come back. No. So if they get up by double digits, maybe they, they can hold it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Before I get to my pick, I should have said what we do. We pick a favorite. Uh, spread dog over under money line dog. This isn't for you guys. This is more if anyone's listening for the first time, which – who knows? Maybe there's someone is actually shout out to the guy in Belgium who keeps downloading this. So nice. Yeah. But uh, I'm going to start with, uh, no, I'm going to save it. Uh, I'm going to go over and I'm going to go over 43 and a half Cardinals Rams. I just think both of these teams score enough points 
And I mean, fuck, we just talked about that. The, actually, no, that was point. No, that was total points. Fuck, either way. The Cardinals score points in games. The Rams should score points in games. They haven't, but this Cardinals defense also kind of sucks. So 43 is a low number. If like if this game was last year, that game would have been set at like 52. So who knows? It's a divisional game. Wild shit happens, but yeah. I like it. Thank you. <laughs> Anything to add, Keegan? Oh, both those teams are terrible. So enjoy that one. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you're back up then. Uh, my spread dog. Is that a spread dog or is that spread dog? Yeah. Give me uh, the Steelers plus two and a half. Against Ooh, the I have that one against the New Orleans Saints. Yeah. This is a Steelers off a bye. Fairly short week for New Orleans. Uh, Mike Tomlin as a home underdog is 14, two and one against the spread. These are usually games where he gets his guys riled up. Like, I don't know if TJ Watts back or not. I don't think so. That that was the one thing I tried to find out this morning is I kept trying, like I searched his name on Twitter and I tried to find something. A lot of Steelers fans seem to think that he was playing this week, but I couldn't find anything. But if he's playing, I think, yeah, the Steelers on the money line would be a great pick too. Yeah. And no sense in rushing TJ Watt back at this point. No, no. I think he probably comes back against the Bengals. Yeah. But and it gives an extra week for Pickett to settle in as well. Yeah. Well, I I like the Steelers. I still like that pick. That's a good pick. Uh, Okay. I'm going to go with my favorite then. And I'm going to go Cowboys minus five. They're playing the Packers. The Packers suck. Oh, yeah. Gary just got hurt. I think he's out for the year, which sucks because he's their best pass rusher. So I don't know why this is minus five. I don't think the Packers are going to be able to score more than 13 points probably. And the Cowboys should just be able to do whatever they want. I don't know. This seems like a very easy game to pick from, which is also kind of worrisome. (laughs) Do have to worry about an eventual Aaron Rodgers bounce back? Like what is this five in a row that they've lost? Five straight. Yep. Yeah, I don't know if they're just going to keep losing forever, but we'll see. We shall see. But Keegan, you're back up. Back up. I'm going to go the under, which is the lowest total on the board. Now you're taking it from me? Yes, I am. Under 38 and a half in the Denver-Tennessee game. Oh, it dropped a half point since I last checked. Yeah. Well, it's 38 and a half on FanDuel, but it's low. But Denver's got a really good defense. Like like we just mentioned, Tennessee's got nobody to throw to, right? So it's like you're not even going to test Pat Sertain. Like I think there's a way they can slow down Derrick Henry with Tannehill or Willis, whoever's back there. And the Broncos' offense sucks. Just. (laughs) <laughs> that saved our eyes this weekend. No Denver. Mm-hmm. So thank you for being on by. And I, yeah, so I had this game listed too. I will sit. This is the Broncos defense first game without Bradley Chubb. So we'll see how that looks for them. But either way, I, Derek Henry is the only one that's possible to score points this game. So that should I be. Wonder what... Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I was done. 
I was just going to say, I wonder what the odds would be to throw a little bit of money on either team to get shut out in that game. No, no touchdown scored. Yeah. <laughs> that would probably be pretty decent. Uh, okay. I'm going to go with my money line dog, and I'm going to take the Panthers over the Falcons. So I'm expecting Baker Mayfield to play in this game. And I'm sure you gentlemen are aware of the Baker Mayfield cycle where plays like shit, criticized by the media, underdog mentality, beat inferior opponent, call out doubters, play like shit. So right now we're in the underdog mentality. And right now they're about to play an inferior opponent. Falcons are not a good team. This Panthers team, we've seen flashes. We've seen, I don't know. Can we get some vintage Baker performance? Maybe, but I'll take the Panthers money. I don't hate it. And they'll be motivated after last time. Motivated, home dog, short week, divisional game. It's not a bad spot at all. No. But the board is yours, Keegan. It's kind of risky because the game is in Chicago, but Ooh. I'll take over 48 and a half in this game. Ooh. So Bears versus the Lions. Oh, that is a high total, but it's also like, yeah, that can easily happen. Both of these teams don't play defense very much. So (laughs) I think I've moved like three points since it opened. So people are just hammering (laughs) me over, like barring any like crazy weather. These are still bad defenses. Yeah. So the way Fields played against Miami, he should just be able to run all over, do what he wants against the Lions defense. Maybe uh, maybe Jerry Goff finds a Monra for a few. Jamal Williams has always been very consistent this year. Mm-hmm. Like these defenses are garbage. The offense is the this year. He's the best touchdown vulture in the league. There you go. He can do it again. Maybe score two or three. Why not? Help me with this over. Yeah, I like that over. Yeah, I got him in fantasy, so I'll take it. Okay. Uh, I'm back up now. I'll go with my spread dog, and I'm going to take the Seahawks plus two and a half versus the or versus the Buccaneers in Germany. Uh, we talked about it briefly. I don't know why the Seahawks are actually underdogs in this game. They've been clearly the better team the entire season. I it's just I don't know. This seems easy, but it's Tom Brady, and it's they're so close to being a good team. They're just not at this moment. Yeah. <laughs> That's Go it. Seattle. Perfect. Okay. Walk of a pick then. I got, yeah. got no feedback. <laughs> <laughs> I will be cheering for Tampa though, because uh I need my Niners to make up some ground here. Obviously, but uh Keegan, you need your money line dog. Save the worst possible one for last because there's only big spreads left. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> uh, Speaking of the San Francisco 49ers, Uh-oh. I'm going to attack them. Give me the Uh-oh. LA Chargers plus 250. Ooh. I hate it. I hate every single thing about this. <laughs> but this is like the only reasonable one left. Like there's, I don't know. I can't take the Jaguars at Arrowhead. I can't take the Houston Texans. No. Like That's... just all the other ones that I'm left with. Like, the Chargers are supposed to be a good team. It just hasn't happened. I don't know if Allen and Williams are coming back. 
But could this be a spot at an upset? I don't know. There's a lot. There's talent on that Chargers team. Maybe they find a way. Can they get lucky with a turnover or two? All I'm going to say. All I'm going to say is I am so excited to watch Christian McCaffrey against that run defense that they have in L.A. Oh, yeah. That's the thing. (laughs) The Niners with an extra week of preparation. It's terrible. I hate it. I hate something about (laughs) it. But I, Uh, I need something. Yeah, lesser like, of both evils. Yeah. yeah, like I mean, if Herbert does manage to somehow like win this game, I'm gonna have a lot of answering to do for Tommy, and hopefully, he'll be on the show next week because that would be fun. But we'll end it off here with my under. Uh, I'm gonna take under 46 in the Vikings Bills game. So a lot of this is predicated on thinking Josh Allen isn't gonna play on Sunday. I mean, he's proved to be a superhuman so who who knows but if he doesn't play i think that bill's defense is still really good vikings probably won't score that much and i don't think case keenum in the bills is going to be too great of a look so under 46 for that case keenum revenge game <laughs> absolutely they should re- and, recreate and the under has- and in Bill's games, even with Allen healthy, the under has gone on like the total's gone under majority of the time. I don't even know how many times it's been over. What's to say, like, like the Bills, like, are in like the last few weeks, it hasn't been like they've been scoring at a crazy output like they were at the start of the season. But the only game it went over was the game against Tennessee, and it went over by half a point. <laughs> but that's also the numbers being inflated because it is the Bills. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so. That, that's somewhere to take advantage, but take advantage of it now because if Allen's out, that number is going to shoot down by oh, yeah. a couple of points. Why? I mean, I'm not hoping that he's out, but well, stay classy, Dolphins yeah, fans. Stay classy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So to recap, I have Cowboys minus five, Seahawks plus two and a half, over 43, Cardinals, Rams, under 46, Bills, Vikings, and Panthers money line. Keegan, you have minus six and a half for the Raiders, plus two and a half for the Steelers, over 48 Bears Lions, under 38 and a half Broncos Titans, and Chargers on the money line. Uh, fellas, thank you again for doing this. This was great. Uh, I don't really know how to end it. I kind of want to take a jab at one of you with your teams, but I feel like Keegan's taken enough of a beating today. But Hit me with it, Jason. What you got? Give me that Jimmy G slander. Defense is good, but fuck, fuck Jimmy G. We talk about Kirk Cousins <laughs> can't do enough without those weapons. Jimmy G is going to do the exact same, exact same thing. Jimmy wins. There we go. That's the difference. Does doesn't win Super Bowls though. So, all right, that'll do it. See you guys. <laughs> go Bills. Well, that'll do it for another episode of the Cover Zero podcast. Uh, if you've been watching on video or you've seen the clips and you see my lovely handlebar mustache that i've been growing so i'm doing it for a cause i'm doing it for november of course uh if you can donate anything i'll have a link set up in my bio on instagram and yeah if you can donate anything anything at all that would be absolutely incredible uh but yeah as always please like share retweet follow subscribe all that fun stuff and until next week peace Thank you.